Before we get to this week's episode, our podcast is growing bit by bit, but we would absolutely adore if you could get on your podcast provider of choice, though principally Apple Podcasts, and do a little rate, review, and subscribe. Even a one-sentence review or a one-word review helps us move up in the charts, and then we can get more fans of fans. So if you're listening to this right now um, and you heard us before or you enjoy the show, um, then please feel free to go online and give a little rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Fandom Show, the podcast where we learn about fantastic fandoms by talking to our favorites about their favorites. I'm Stephanie Malik. And I'm Kaya Green. And today we are talking about the most exciting show about chores. We are talking about the one, the only, the global Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Kaya, what do you, <laughs> what do you know about Taskmaster? Um, I have seen some episodes of Taskmaster. I'm going to struggle to say that this entire episode. Great. This, <laughs> is, gonna be, this is already going great. Uh, my task for today is to say Taskmaster. Well, I did it. You did uh, it. <laughs> okay. So what I know is that this is a sort of British panel show. Um, for those of you who don't know, panel shows are sort of like uh, they bring on a bunch of celebrities or, or um, comedians, right? Um, and they have them do things. That's a terrible description. But anyway, that's not what this episode's <laughs> about. The, the episode's about Taskmaster, which specifically brings on a bunch com of comedians and uh, celebrities, I believe, to do tasks. Um, and those tasks are comedic, and they can do them any way they want. And we've seen a couple of episodes. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I know about it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, I've seen uh, probably a few more episodes, but not a bunch more, uh, primarily in the most recent season with Mae Martin. Uh, big fan of Mae Martin. Um, but I don't know a lot about it, other than it's very silly. People do strange things yeah. to try to win points. Uh, and then they get weird prizes at the end of each episode that they have all chosen to put into, like, the, the prize pile. Ooh. Uh, but uh, Taskmaster is, I'll give you the, the official description of it. Uh, Taskmaster is a British comedy panel game show. Uh, it's created by Alex Horn and presented by Horn and Greg Davies. Uh, they bring on five celebrities, uh, mainly comedians, who have to compete in a series of challenges with uh, Horn acting as the umpire in each challenge and Davies, who is the titular Taskmaster, who judges their work and awards points based on their performance. But do you know who knows? A lot more than both of us and this description about Taskmaster. Probably the Taskmaster. It is not the Taskmaster. It is Brian Edwards, who is an improviser and uh, producer who works on MCU Live as Agent Coulson and co-produces and acts as the little assistant on Toronto's own version of Taskmaster. It's not Taskmaster, nope. though. It's not. It legally. is absolutely legally not Taskmaster. It's named Chorelord, and they uh, have a live show uh, that's coming up very shortly. They sure, sure do. Uh, Fan Expo weekend at Hot Docs. Uh, here's Brian hey, Edwards. Brian. Hello. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you. This is very exciting for oh, me. Oh, I, this is very exciting for us. Actually, the first time I saw anything Taskmaster related was watching... Um, uh, your completely oh, unrelated right. show. Truly. Legally Chorlord. distinct show, yes. Yeah, yes, <laughs> Legally different. Legally distinct in every conceivable way. Um, uh, yeah, I was watching Chore Lord and being like, oh, this is a great format <sighs> that I'm sure Brian just thought up. They yeah. thought up the best possible format. <laughs> yeah. Someone should pick this up for television. Someone really, really should. <laughs> but on a completely separate note, Taskmaster. Yes. Um, so let's pretend, uh, so, you know, mm -hmm. Someone knows nothing about you or anything, how you got into mm -hmm. it. What's your origin story with this? I got into it as a, probably a lot of people outside the UK through the pandemic. Uh, my friend Rob, unrelated to the Rob who was involved in Chorlord, had been talking about it with us in a group chat. And we largely ignored him because <laughs> his taste is in a word, terrible. <laughs> uh, you know that game show Wipeout? That oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the height of uh, comedy to yeah. him. Like, okay. He loves that. Okay. People it's, falling it's over. It's very funny. Exactly. <laughs> so like, just ignored it. And then one day he sent me the link for episode one of series nine, which stars, among other people, Rose Matafeo. Uh, Rose Matafeo is a New Zealand-born comedian who is now living in the UK. Uh, she's in that show Starstruck, I believe. Okay. Uh, she's incredible. She's funny. I knew her from other stuff before. I was like, oh, I'll watch this. And like two minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm hooked. I devoured the three episodes that were available at the time. 
uh, had to wait for sources, quote unquote, for the rest mm-hmm. of the episodes. Yes. yes, of course, sources. While I was waiting, immediately watched all of series seven, which has, among others, James Acaster, and then just oh, hopped around Acaster. all the series, much to my friend Rob's annoyance, because like, why aren't you watching them in order? I refused to <laughs> for some reason. I went from older season, newer season, older season, newer season, back and forth. I did and, that with Bake Off, too. Yeah. I feel you. And then within a year, I had watched the whole thing three times over. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like, I was just plowing through them multiple episodes a day, could not stop, loved it. And when I get into something, I become basically monomaniacal, where I have to learn and read and get everything I can get my hands on. Right. So books, I brought them with me. I brought some books. Uh, I've, like, read I read the wikis and read started looking at international versions. And uh, I got, like, items from the store. Like, I have... Uh, um, a bunch of like stationery, the Taskmaster stationery oh, with like incredible. a oh. little sticker that's like the wax seal. And I made birthday tasks for my friends. <gasps> that's so fun. During that's pandemic. So fun. Where it'd just be like a little fun little custom birthday message for them, but then I'd give them an actual task from the show. Uh, one of my friends, he had to drink a whole can of bubbly without closing his mouth. Uh, <laughs> oh, that sounds, awful. That sounds painful. I mailed during one of the lockdowns. I mailed my friend some toilet paper roll, and he had to make a celebrity caricature out of the toilet paper. And he took a picture. I think it was like I want to say George Harrison. And oh, incredible! That, mailed that to me. Multiple friends. Uh, I have a picture of me holding a metal briefcase, and their question is: Does this briefcase contain onions? Or no onions. That's <laughs> Based it. On just and when they answer, it. I send them a video where I open up the briefcase and reveal the contents. Uh, Taskmaster is in lots of different countries around the world. How many different countries have a Taskmaster? Oh, uh, I want to say probably close to 20 at this point. And is it always the same? Is uh, Davies always the Taskmaster? No. They have their own comedi- their comedian, Taskmaster, and assistant. And obviously their own comedians will do it. The, there'll be slight variations uh, country to country. Like New Zealand does it, the UK, where it's five comedians the whole season through. Most of the countries that I've seen anyway have four regular comedians. That's their panel. And they have a fifth slot, which is a different celebrity every episode oh. who did the same task that they did for that one episode. Oh, okay, very fun. And I didn't know that was a thing, but the guests can win cumulatively. They'll keep their points. Like one of the ones in Sweden I watched recently, the cumulative guest scores won twice in a row, back Whoa. to back, which I didn't think was going to happen. It did. <laughs> the regulars were just so terrible about it. <laughs> and there'll be some variations, like Sweden doesn't do the traditional prize sash. The prize for the episode will be something from the episode, like a prop oh, from the episode, okay. which is fun. Once it was like, they did that task, you probably haven't seen it, where it was like a Alex is hiding in one of five bins, and they can do five different things to the bins to discover where he is. They can't look in unless they make their official guess. Right. One's like you can push it three meters, you can tip one over, you can uh, put like a stethoscope up to one, you can drop something in without looking, and you can call from the phone booth Alex's cell phone and try to figure out which one the ah, cell phone's ringing in. Ah. And the bin was the prize. And they jokingly said it may or may not contain money. And then it opened up, it actually contained money. Inside. What? It was filled with cash. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wild. That's incredible. And Canada and doesn't have one, yeah, no. correct? No. Why? You're working on it. Uh, well, uh, Canada has one, but it's Quebec specifically. Oh. Uh, well, Quebec has its own, very separate from Canada, yes. TV culture. Right? Yes. They have their own version of The Office. That makes yeah, sense. They have I a very watched different it celebrity yet. culture in Quebec yeah. that's kind of isolated from yes. Canada. Very For French. those who are not from are Canada. Not <laughs> very French Canadian. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list. I've got like a, a spreadsheet where I can find all different versions. Fun. Um, legally, of course. Legally, of course. Of course. We yeah, all yeah. are looking oh, very for legally. Legal if anyone's listening, looking for recommendation, 1,000% watch New Zealand. New Zealand is the best version outside of the UK. Oh, okay. their second season rivals most of the other ones. I would put it in like the top three of all time. Uh, some of our the folks on our Discord were talking about, there's a specific grape eating oh. challenge that is supposed to be one of the best The UK and ones. Sweden have both done versions of that task. It's basically an escape room. They're locked in the caravan and they have to get out of the caravan. Oh, dear God. And it's like the New Zealand version is especially good because one of the contestants, while watching the others do it, is having a meltdown in the studio, seeing all the clues that they're look they're finding. Oh, no. And he's like, no, just like pulling his hair out. <laughs> and Guy Montgomery goes, I have to point out David's reactions during this. I can't imagine what this is going to be. Oh my gosh. And like I think Laura got out in like 16 minutes, Guy got out in like 30 minutes, uh Ursula got out in like 31 minutes, something like that. <laughs> David's time was uh, Paul goes, um, it took David, or David took 23 minutes to notice where the grape was. No. Oh, no. And they all are talking. It took him 94 minutes to escape oh, the caravan. Oh, my <laughs> God. 
Oh my God, that's, that's so, funny. so painful. It's, oh, and, again, the great thing about it is that people can do well or people can do badly, and it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Both are equally good. Both are equally funny. And it's good of contestants, too. Some contestants will do great at so many tasks and then just absolutely do terrible on tasks. And it's great because, oh, they're human. They're not perfect. Yeah. They, this wasn't in their wee house. They had an off day or something. Yeah. So right. you get to watch people good and bad, and it doesn't matter how you do. <sighs> yeah. It's the brilliant Sometimes the bad ones are the, the best yeah. ones because, like, you see people – like, I we watched one um, where – people were asked to fake something. That was mm-hmm. like, just, that's oh, it, fake yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And the guy who made his own hand out of like banana bread or whatever, <laughs> and it like was Monia. transparently not his hand. It was just like, it was, it was, so it was such an obvious failure, but it was so funny to watch a man try and make his own hand out of banana bread, clearly out of ideas. The greatest example of that, seasons two, episode one, Joe, uh, they have to throw a potato into a golf hole, yep. but they can't step on the red green that surrounds the golf hole. Oh. So the trick is, if you throw it, how are you going to get it back? Right. You have to and get it back? You have Because if you miss, you have to throw it until oh. you get it in, but you can't step on the red green which surrounds it by probably about five feet or something like oh six my gosh. feet around. Um, they love a golf hole they in did. that show. And <laughs> most people are like, okay, what do I do? Like, and they like had to like fish it out with like a rake. Or and then they someone tied a string to it and throw it that way. They're doing a back and Smart, forth. Yep. Joe, who's like this very like very classical clownish training, very clown persona, um, is like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? He throws it and nails it in one. Like, and the timer oh. is like fifteen seconds. And even Alex like, wow, that's incredible. Like he's and Joe is stunned. He's like, I can't. He's like crying. He's near tears. Go. This is the best thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and it's so stoked. He can't believe. It. And they get back to the studio and he's like gets a standing ovation from the contestants. Oh, my God. Greg even stands up. He gets hugs. And he's, like, bragging about, yeah, yeah, I did it 17 more times after that. <laughs> super fun. It's like, oh, that's so good. Well, I want to see it again. That was so good. And so you see it again. You see it coming in a couple times, like, rewind, rewind. And then you get a close-up of his foot. No. No. Tapping no, 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 ever no, no, slightly no. the red no. green. And you hear the gasp from the audience. Joe just covers his mouth, stands up, and is like, no, no, and begs Greg, please don't take this away from me. Oh, my gosh. And he's like, well, we're going to have to have a little discussion here. It's like, I can't. So he left the studio. <laughs> and Greg, and this is early Taskmaster, because later Taskmaster, Greg would not have done this, because let the other contestants debate it. Yeah. And it was like split decision, two or let him have it, two or like, no. Would you have let him have it? I probably wouldn't have. <laughs> I Chaos. He came in and was told, no, it's not going to count. And oh, like, my just God. The most, like, I, you can find it on YouTube so easily. Just look up Joe Potato Taskmaster, and it's just the greatest, like, moment in television because it's the highest high and the oh lowest low. Oh, my God. That's so fun. In seconds. That's devastating. Just so devastating. Oh, you feel for but it. But, like, oh, you love it. It's perfect television. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, you know, it is such a fun, like, fun concept because really it is just trying the show. Yeah. You know? It's like. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's not about succeeding at all. No. Um, which you'd think based on the concept, but because so many of the tasks are so silly or like so impossible yeah. that it just really is about what, what are you going to try and do to do this? The perfect ones for me are the ones that were the five of them did it so completely different from each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember Carrie from series seven just so was like, had said like, when I think of it, there's only one way to do it. And she's like, I don't understand how anyone else did it differently from me. And there's one where they had to stack uh, cardboard boxes to make the highest tower. And once you made a box, then you're, you had like three minutes or something like that is your limit. So once you form a box, then your time is arts. And James Acaster goes, well, I'm going to throw a box up into the tree, and that will be my high tower. So it's him just like trying to throw a cardboard box into a tree <laughs> and just failing. And it gets back, and he's like, and it's just a struggle, and it's a great disaster. It cuts back to the studio, and Carrie's like, just points at him, doesn't even look at him, asks Greg and Alex, what was he doing? What was that? I, I don't understand. What was he doing? <laughs> like, just didn't understand how his brain figured that out and worked. Like, it's like you see five people doing it completely differently. And you go, oh, oh chef's kiss. Yeah. Because they all oh, thought yeah. this is the only way to do it. This is clearly this the is best way This is how you, like, uh, get a ball up a hill and you, ha- and you have to get into a little hoop at the top there. Yeah. So far, oh, it's the best. Oh, <laughs> Are there, like, certain elements to a task that you think make them, like, mm-hmm. stand out as being all-time great tasks? Yeah. The one, when, the ones to me, and I think Alex agrees too, is the simplest, like the one-liner ones, are almost the purest ones. Yeah, like fake something. Yeah, yeah. Like there's one in New Zealand that's my favorite, just task writ, and it it was taped to a tree outside of the house, 
and it just said, make this tree sexy. <laughs> Sexiest tree wins. You had 15 minutes to write that. And like someone's doing a pole dance to it. Uh-huh. One guy got basically naked and climbed up in the tree and his brother was the assistant who's no. there filming. And he goes, Paul, I'm sorry to have to ask, I need you to pull down my underwear. <laughs> Oh my! Asking his brother, he's like, I really, I really don't want to do. It. His brother's pulling down his brother's underwear to take it off, like it, just a simple one line. Like three. I also like uh, the ones that reuse like certain props or elements, like eggs are a recurring thing. They love using right? the show. Yep. Um, things like off the top of my head, uh, balloons, uh, just that simple little props and the um, uh, what's the dichotomy of like do something. St- this thing with this thing that don't fit together. Yeah. Like I watched one today and it was, uh, put this egg in this wine glass. You can't move the wine glass. You can't touch the egg with anything for more than one second. And it's fastest wins. And so one guy was trying to like measure his arm length to see if you can get the egg into the glass in that a second. fast. And some people had to like put in a fishing line and push in something else, or push a fishing net, put in something else. Someone thought to move the plinths closer together, so you oh, weren't moving the glass, right? you're moving the, yeah. where the egg was. Oh, that's smart. Uh, things like that. So again, the five different ways. And it's the egg. They've used the egg a thousand times. In I the mean, show. eggs are such a good thing to such use because also thing. they're like, if you mess up, is messy. It's funny, and that's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Anytime Classic. you break an egg, hilarious. It's Classic. very visually funny that you get something. So like recurring plot things like that, and just like to me, the simplest ones um, are the most fun. Yeah, and having written tasks mm-hmm. yourself, both for like fun reasons and for yeah. uh, legally uh, unrelated By reasons. Underwriting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying it because I really don't want to get you thank in trouble. You, please, thank you. Um, for nothing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, when you write it, how do you approach that? Well, our first thing when we first were d- developing uh, our original show uh, was <laughs> what are the kind of tasks we like from the show? And right. We want to adapt them in some way, so we weren't doing the exact same ones because hey, it's not the fun. Like the American one I watched, they go, oh, they're doing the exact same ones as the British. One. Once you've seen it, I've seen it. I know what the trick it. is to this one. Yeah. yeah, I know the way to do it, so it's a little less fun. The international versions do that too, but for some reason it's okay because they mix in original ones too. So I'm not less mad about it. Um, but uh, like, okay, let's tweak it. So like, we wanted a gross food one where they had to identify what the mystery flavors were. They've done that a few times. Like different chip dips have different mixes in them, and you have to figure it out. Ours is we want because we're I'm a big sparkling water, a bubbly fan. It's like I want to add weird flavors to sparkling water and make them identify that. Right. Fun. They have you've never seen people so mad. Uh, <laughs> like multiple people almost threw up. <laughs> what did you no. put in the sparkling the water? The ones we had sparkling. The first one, which is the worst one, it curdled. <laughs> was no lime and a raw egg. No, <laughs> or a vegan egg substitute for Shannon. That extremely upsetting. Uh, then there's root beer and a grainy Dijon mustard. Oh no! Uh, pickle juice and soy sauce. Oh. Honestly, I, that, oh, that's okay. my jam. Yeah. Uh, Alex <laughs> like didn't mind that one. And the one that surprisingly went over really well with a bunch of them was. Hot sauce and toothpaste. I was really hoping hot sauce would show up, but the toothpaste is a bit of a, <laughs> like a left minty turn. Hot that's, sauce? A, that's a hot and cold burn. Yeah. You're that's getting true. both sides of a burn. And we were nice. just drinking icy hot. Yeah, man. <laughs> they were nice and just gave them tap water for the last one. That's very funny. Because um, they suffered They enough. got it wrong. And then, like, we wanted, what else did we do? Uh, we wanted, like, an art one where they can just make anything out of uh, weird products. So we had... S- so many slices of American cheese. Like oh, I bought probably a couple hundred. God. At one point I was in the grocery store just holding two giant packages and that's all and I'm in line for checkout. Go, <laughs> what do these people think is this my life? This guy's having a party. To be fair, whatever they think, it's it's probably on par with the amount of weirdness that you're about to do with oh, it. Oh my God. And <laughs> everyone's reactions is saying, oh, oh no, what's this? What do we have to do? And they just, the writ was, uh, make the best cheese art. Half of it is in the explanation, yes. I feel like. Like, yeah. contestants justifying why they did it the way they did it and why that should win is it's, a yeah, beautiful it, yeah. element. Yeah, the arguments in the studio are some of my favorite things. When they argue why theirs is good and someone else's was bad. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites was uh, in Series 9, they had to bring in the most defunct thing as their prize task. And Rose Manofeo brought in her roommate's used insulin syringes. Oh, my God. And Greg was like, keep it light, Rose. <laughs> and... <laughs> They're arguing about like what she goes, well, it's the best defunct thing. It's the most important thing. And Ed Gamble and they're good friends in real life screaming at her saying, it's not best. It's most defunct thing. She's screaming back at him. They're screaming back and forth. And then as soon as the argument's over, they both just like burst out laughing and smiling because they're good friends. (laughs) This is the stupidest thing we could be arguing about. (laughs) It's not not defunct. 
defunct enough. <laughs> it's not it's not the most defunct. It's the most. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, oh so yeah, these specific. studio arguments. Oh, it's so ludicrous. Who are your favorite contestants who have been on the show yeah, so far? I have. I mean, it's so many. Yeah. Uh, top of my head, Rose Metafeo. Um, which she's series series nine. Series nine. Uh, Ed Gamble also from series nine. Yep. He, the two of them are like, they're so competitive, and it means so much to them. Like they have to win, and they get angry when they don't. <laughs> Incredible! It's I I want I love the contestants who really really it matters to them. Like, May is a good word. It really mattered to May. They really wanted to win it. It's yeah. also particularly funny because it's all so, so silly. To and get, they like, know so that. invested in you know this in Elashi. It doesn't matter if I spray the duck off this wall yeah. the fastest. This says nothing about me as a person. I, it's not me as a person. It says but nothing I about me as a well. performer. It says nothing about me exactly. as a comedian. Does not matter. Like I could go through each one and just pick off favorites like Josh series one pretty much everyone in series two uh Catherine um uh, Joe uh, jo- uh John uh Sarah uh, Sarah from series three Rob from series three uh, Mel Goodrich series four you two would love Mel Goodrich she yeah. was one of the bake-off judges for years oh, oh yeah. yes. I like her she's the, the sweetest woman uh she does a great thing we're never acknowledged in the show um, they kind of acknowledge it. Alex wears a tie for all her filming days, never does that for anyone else. And when asked about it, he said, it's Mel Gedrich. Of course, you have to dress up for Oh Mel my Gedrich. gosh, I love show. that. She never clocked it. She never oh. knows it. <laughs> she also kept the wax seal of all her tasks, and they show her like pocketing them all the time. They never addressed in the show, but she said that she just wanted to keep them for herself oh, as that's a souvenir. So nice. And then when she did a play a couple years later, one of her cast members. Uh, her son was like 10 years old, loved Taskmaster, met her, and loved her. She gave him all oh, the wax seals except so nice. one that she kept for herself. Because so he was nice. such a giant so super nice. fan. She's well, I so like nice. her very much I now. Oh, I liked her, her before. From uh, Five, I'd say Ashleen is really good. I mean, Nish and Mark, oh, just one of the best. Ta- they, were the, they were a team for their tasks for their season. They have to do team tasks. They were a disaster as a team, uh, but unexpectedly unex- so. And then in their final team test, they went bonkers good. Like, it's one of the best things I've ever seen on the show. Legit makes me tear up every time I watch really? it. Really? Oh, like, with laughter or interview laugh Both. It's so Whoa. sweet. You have to interview a stranger and then write up a song and perform it for her. That's so nice. And the contrast their team just called her a effing bitch into <laughs> her face. <gasps> she loved. <laughs> okay. She thought it was funny. Great, 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 great. Yeah, she's gone on a record. It's, what it's, country? It's funny. This is Britain? Yeah, this is the UK one. Yeah, yeah. they're wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark wrote the sweetest song. And it's so sweet because they're so normally bad at it and they did such a great job. And you just see them hugging in the studio afterward. They got a standing ovation from Greg. Dang. Oh, it's that's beautiful lovely. Uh, James A. Caster, just uh, a disaster, but in the greatest way. Fantastic. He, also so funny on Celebrity so funny. Bake Off. Oh. Like, just incredible performance. Everything he's ever done is funny. He did a great thing in his series where he, for I think most of it, never acknowledged Alex. Whenever he walks in, Alex, hi James, just doesn't say hello to him. Oh. <laughs> and, and Alex goes, You can say hello to me, please. <laughs> It'd be polite. Oh. <laughs> just doesn't. What just a loves dick. to stick it to him. That's so funny. Uh, okay, a hundred contestants I go over. Yeah, of uh, course. Is there a particular moment or, or episode in the show that you think, like, Everyone who is interested in Taskmaster has to see this challenge. The potato one from series two, episode yeah. one, is a must watch from. That's the one my friend Rob will show to everyone who's never right. seen the show. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to angle that. What do you use to hook people? Yeah, that's a perfect one for that because it's that great rise and fall, and everyone does a great job with it. Um, oh. The grape escape one from New Zealand specifically. UK is done as well. To me, the tweaks they made not as good. Uh, Sweden basically did the same version of it. They didn't really change anything, but uh, and theirs is also very good. But the New Zealand one is great because of the meltdown. Uh, <laughs> the best prize task I ever saw, again, was New Zealand. Um, they had to bring in um, the best thing they've stolen. Ooh. And everyone did really well. Guy Montgomery brought a, like, basically the equivalent of, like, a blue cross medal. Like, the highest, oh. like, honor you get, like, or purple heart. Something, something like that, the high. Oh, goes, I cannot explain where I got it because that will cause a lot of problems. Yeah. But then Laura Daniel goes, okay, um, so the best thing that I've stolen is I stole Paul's girlfriend. Paul's the assistant. And you see a picture of her on a date, a collage of date pictures. <laughs> she went on a date with Paul's actual girlfriend. Oh, my God. We went to the fair. We got some cotton candy. We kissed. Uh, I, I stole her heart. Uh, and she says to the taskmaster, Jeremy, Jeremy, did you like that? Yeah, that's great. Because uh, Good, because I stole your girl, too. And pictures of her with his partner. Oh, my gosh. Dear Lord. And then Guy, and she looks to Guy Montgomery and says, uh, do you find that? Are you are you laughing? It's like, no, no, I'm not laughing. It's like, oh, good, because I stole your girl, too. <laughs> it's her on a date with his girlfriend, Chelsea. 
And then, do you find that amusing, David? They, they went, what? I saw your girl, too. And they're outside, it's like Dollarama type store. <laughs> yeah, I take her there, too. And then she says to Matt Heath, the older guy, he goes, yeah, uh, it took me a while, but I found your girl, too. And it's a picture of her with a blow-up sex doll. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> then she says to the other female contestant, Ursula, Ursula, um... I respect you too much. And they just fist bump, <laughs> and that's it. Perfect. Perfect. Wow. I just love that every part of the show is designed for, like, some creativity. Yeah. Like, yes. there's no part of that show, yeah. right down to the prizes, that you yeah. can't have some fun you with can if have you want to. Some of them are pretty straight down the line, like, do this the furthest, do this sure. the fastest. Yeah. yeah. Still, some of those, you can be creative in how you perform it, and that's the way they do is they always overfilm. They do film more than they show just because right. they want to see what works. If this didn't work, then they don't have to show it. Like everyone did the same thing, that's boring. Let's not do it. Yeah, I've heard or that it just doesn't work. I've heard there's a bubble wrap challenge yes. that they keep doing, right? The other international versions have pulled off the bubble wrap really? challenge. Surprisingly, I don't know how the UK what hasn't pulled it off. the bubble wrap challenge? Well, they have like a giant roll of just bubble wrap and they have to pop it as fast as possible. <gasps> but apparently, so apparently most of what happens is people just end up jumping up and down yeah. on it for a really long time and everyone's oh, like, boring. oh, that's actually not that exciting. Yeah. yeah, but no. some like again the Norwegian country or Norwegian countries, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, uh, they love fire. I was uh, gonna say you light on fire, and some, but it was a slow melt. Oh, because it's <laughs> oh, thick. Dear. Yeah, it's thick plastic. Yeah, oh. my first thought was run over it with a car. Yeah, oh. some people done that. Oh, okay, cars. great. Okay, okay, I'm okay. in the yeah. running. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See again, different idea. <laughs> also, that's also part of the fun of it, though. Like it's it's kind of like watching Drag Race or whatever, yeah, and being yes. like, oh, you should have been like, yeah. I would have put on this outfit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talk like we could do any of this. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it, it's the same, but Taskmaster is very accessible. It's like very, you, what would you do? Yeah, yeah, you watch these tasks and you're like, how would I approach and that? speaking from experience of being on the other side of it, when a camera's on you oh, yeah. and a timer has started, your brain goes out your head. I feel like you just sure. melt down. Your yeah. brain's just like, I don't know how anything works. That's the brain of it. Comedians just like, this is what's in my head. Yeah. I'm going to do I'm it. I'm just going to commit to it. And yeah. I think that's why comedians and improvisers and stuff are so good at Perfect, it. Because yeah. it's just like, well, I have an idea and I know it's not the right idea, but yeah. it's an idea. It's an idea. The and secret so too go. is if you're into escape rooms, you can do pretty well. May Martin's huge into escape rooms. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so if that, like, because that's your, it's your puzzle solving yes, brain. Yeah, totally. And think thinking sideways. outside the, exactly. Think yeah. sideways. Yeah. Um, I have to ask, what would you both do with the with the writ? Uh, go most impressive wins. See, I, the way I, I would have an like unfair, not advantage, but like I saw it and uh, we'll whisper here, saw it on a show called Game Changer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, It's a college humor oh, show. Yeah, yeah. They oh, did that. They love college. Which, you know, that's the American panel show yeah. exactly. thing now is that there is was just it. simply go. And one of the contestants, Adley Beardsley, Adley Beardsley left the studio, got on a plane and flew to New York. That's what I wanted yeah. to do. I was just going to start running. Yeah. I would just start running. Exactly. I would, yeah, I just I would ran. get in a vehicle of yeah. some sort and just go. <laughs> See, that's a great idea, but I feel like I would be limited by my ability to run. <laughs> oh, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good choice, but it is the first choice of like, I'm panicking. I got to go. He just ran outside and then found someone on a skateboard and was like, move. <laughs> <laughs> and then found a person on a bike and pushed them off the just bike. Just trying and to get it. on progressively, progressively larger faster vehicles. vehicles. <laughs> it's good that I'm not contestant because I would just throw it so much money at these things. I would like buy oh, a plane yeah. ticket somewhere just oh, for my. the bit. Well, that's Absolutely. what I was thinking. That would obviously be yeah. the most impressive, right? Yeah. Right? That has to be the most impressive. We could, what if you got in a like hot air balloon? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. What if you went out and bought a copy of the a game horse. Go? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we thought differently there. Watch the 1990 mo 1999 movie Go starring Sarah Pauly. <laughs> <laughs> what if you got it tattooed on you? See, you could do this yeah. all day. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> it's <I'm>, so fun. <sighs> What have you learned about Taskmaster from running your own, not affiliated, not affiliated. completely legally different original, original of the show? show. Um, it's, <laughs> we won't stop. It's it's fun and very challenging to produce because yeah. you want to think up original things that haven't been done before, but are in the family, the zone of Taskmaster. Uh, and you don't want to like give advantage to people who've watched a lot versus people who haven't watched it. Yeah. That's why you don't want to have ones that are the same trick as the TV show. Yeah, but. Just letting and try. You have to try to outthink the comedians too, because are they going to think of a cheat way that's out outside the spirit of the task? So how much do you put on there to limit them versus just letting them go crazy with right. them? Hopefully they all do the same thing. Uh, so trying to outthink them a little bit, but also you just want to give them the freedom to just be weird and trust they're going to be weird in different ways. Right. Yeah. 
And if it's like, not that you filmed extra ones anyway, don't worry about it. You can tuck it, chuck it if you need to. Right. I understand there were at some point, or th- there weren't solutions per se, but there mm. was a time when they were going to air what the solution yeah. to it. The task original was. series one was Alex would demonstrate the correct way to do it, and they really realized, oh, there isn't a correct way to do it necessarily. There's somewhere there's a trick to it. Yeah. But those are relatively rare. Yeah, like right. I saw the one with the conveyor belt, and then they had yeah. to catch a, the a potato with their hat. Yeah, the pattern was there on like they would. T- they're right. telling you in the room That's exactly yeah. how to do it. Sometimes a lot of times, just the rule of thumb is if you're in the lab or in the in the the, the study, look under the table. There might be something there. Yeah. Right. Because things have been hidden under the table, and it's like the the obvious solution type of thing. And they oh. love hiding things yeah. on the envelope. Yeah. How d- See, that feels a bit unfair to me. <laughs> it's just like it's written in really small yeah. things on the back. And if you hold it to the light, you can see the rest yeah. of the task. That's- I love it. <laughs> we had one we didn't use where we only use it for one contestant and it didn't go well. So we got it for the rest. Did they cry? Alex Kalenka was convinced it was a solo one only for him. It wasn't. It was intended to be for everyone. Where <laughs> that sounds the very table Alex Kalenka. was filled with, I want to say, 200 DVDs. And they had to alphabetize them. That That's is my dream. That's just a the, fun Saturday I, for me. I showed him me reassembling my binders because they're all mine. He goes, this is a great Saturday. I got a TV show on. I'm watching. I'm just sorting DVDs. This is very great. relaxing. Uh, Alex is also dyslexic, so it was extra challenging oh, for him. Oh, no. So it didn't help. And at one point, he asked me, is Citizen Kane Citizen Kane or is it Orson Welles Citizen Kane? Nice. He's in the O's. I go, it's Citizen Kane. No. no. And he goes, I'd give up. He just gave up at that point. But yeah. in that one, at the very back of the binder, if you look to the back, there was a little slip of paper that said, sort only Brian's favorite movie and win. Wow. So all they had to do was ask me, what's my favorite? And I was asking them, what's your favorite movie? Oh, what would you like? God. So if they just asked me, or they could just ask me right then, what's my favorite movie? I'll tell you, it's Heathers. So if they started Heathers, they would have won. First but oh, no one else did choice. it. Great It choice. would have been a good a good fun. We haven't had a ton where we hid the solution somewhere. Yeah. That's the only one that I think of off the top of my head that had one. There was the cheese art one. They only had the American sliced cheese on the table, but in the fridge was like five different cheeses they could have used. Oh. There's Parmesan cheese, or blocks of cheese, cheese strings. Alex was the only one who found it, and he found it with like 30 seconds left, so oh. it was just too late to so use. But use it. Damn it. he was very upset that he found it. So, oh yeah, you could have gone in there and did. They hate when I'm very matter-of-fact and pedantic. Oh yeah, you could have done that the whole time. Uh, <laughs> of course they do. My favorite thing is when I ask them, are you happy with that? They that is a brutal thing that to ask someone. That is like such a come, trick question. Because that's just telling someone that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or it's it's just fucking with them because yeah. it's like oh, maybe it's they so are mean. happy. Maybe they were happy yeah. with that. But they as soon were, as you ask them, yeah. they're oh, not no anymore. Happy. <laughs> 100%. Alex uh, basically screamed at me saying, oh, we were having such a nice time and I got so angry with you so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but you made me so mad at you. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Which is fun. If what you, was... Oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, what, what, what's the origin story of this? Like, I, I understand it was started with Edinburgh Fringe, right? Yes. It was a show he Alex Horn uh, did for Edinburgh Fringe because uh, one of the season one contestants, Tim Key, had won um, a big prestigious award in Edinburgh. And he was mad. He goes, I don't want Tim Key to keep winning these awards. So I'm going <laughs> to make a show where he just, like, it was done online. Basically, they were emailed the chore and, like, a task. 20 different contestants all do it, had to film themselves and then send them in. And then at the live show, they just whittled them down until they eliminated everyone. And the winner of that first one, I believe, was Mike Wozniak, who would later compete in series, oh, can I mix them up, 11. And it was now going to be the assistant on the junior version of Taskmaster. For kids? They're doing one for kids. Oh, that's so for kids. cute. Rose Matafeo is the Taskmaster. Oh, man. great. One of the very few. I think she might be the second only female Taskmaster. That's lovely. Sweden has the other one. I've, as far as I know, I haven't watched them all yet. Um, Finland has the, uh, at least so far, one female assistant, uh, Pilfi, okay. who's incredible. She's like right up there and one of my favorites. She's so like Lilith Sternen from Frasier and oh, Cheers. Oh, God, Stern, hell yes. hair in a bun, and like no sense of humor, but when you break her, it's so funny to watch her yes, crack. Yes, I love that. Oh. It's uh, a fantastic performance what? choice. Um, what a very Scandinavian approach. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just, it was done with like a one night show where they just limited the contestants, showed the task, did it again the next year, and then that's when TV execs were like, hey, um, you should make this into a show. I pitched it. That makes a lot of sense because I always thought the like live studio element, for those who haven't seen it, they pre-film the tasks and then they show it to them in mm-hmm. a studio where you see their reactions and then you get the results. I always thought that was such an interesting yeah. approach to yeah. it because you could just do it, film them getting yeah. the results 
in yeah, exactly. the moment. Yeah. It makes so much more sense that it was originally a stage. The mix of production. the live and the pre-tape thing is what for me makes it the best kind of panel show. Most panel shows are just live in the studio, yeah. the joke generator show basically. Yeah, yeah. Read headlines, make funny jokes about them type of thing. Because you're filming it and the geniuses, they're not supposed to talk. That's the big rule. There are like two taskmaster rules when you film. Don't do anything illegal and don't talk to their contestants about their tasks. Okay. So you cannot, you're, you're explicitly told, don't talk about it. Save it for the Because the show. fun is watching what everyone did in the show and saying, well, that's what Kaya did. Oh my God, that's ridiculous. Oh, Steph did it. That's brilliant. Not to like judge how you do the show. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I'm brilliant now. But I like, get so to see, I'm... oh my God, of course, that's a brilliant way to do it. I never would have thought that's so fun when you got to see that live in a person or you get so mad at their contestants for being so smart. Yeah. And like finding the cheat that no one else did. Well, the best ones of that was in New Zealand season one. It's hard to describe it without the visual. They walk into the lab and there's sheet cake and candies and whipped cream and blue jello and like gummy palm trees and uh, like gumballs and whip, all these things like that. And they're reading it. You see four of them all read it and four of them do it. Um, make the best dessert. Best dessert wins. And so like, oh, they're assembling it. And like, oh, do you have to? He goes, no. And they're doing, and they're going to make him fun cakes and make disasters and are terrible. It's funny. And then you watch the last person, Brunley, do it. And she's doing the same thing. She's making it. And then she stops partway through and like, wait. How do you spell dessert? It says desert. It says desert. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so right. As soon as you said palm trees, I'm like, that was not an accident. What is he goes, it? And he goes, what do you want me to spell? Uh, dessert. And he showed her. He goes, yes, it's desert. And so she, like, the brown sugar makes the sand. Uh, the palm tree. Blue oh jello makes the god. water. You see everyone in the studio going, oh, my God. They're just melting down. And she just crushed it. That's <laughs> so, like, the psychology of yeah, the design exactly. of that cast is so interesting because you you see all these things yeah. and you your brain is going to exactly. fill that extra S in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're all they're all sweet-based things. She was the last one to do it, and they were worried that no one was going to catch it, and so you couldn't use it because it's not fun if no one catches the trick. Right. And then partway through, she hadn't caught it, and Paul was a little disappointed. Oh. Then she asked him, and he just, like, internally, I had the biggest smile on my face. I couldn't oh show God. it. But I was like, yes, she got it. This is it. This is on the show oh for sure. God. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, this, oh, stuff like, there's one, too, and I've seen a couple versions of it now, too. They walk into the lab, and there's a pile of leaves, and the task is on there. And as soon as they walk in, the assistant, and you see an edit of five, the version of it, oh, I forgot my glasses, runs out. Oh, I forgot my clipboard, runs out. Oh, I forgot my stopwatch, runs out. And they're standing around there. And the unofficial rule is you don't open the thing until the assistant's there, too, so they can be in the room for it. Yeah. So you're just sitting there and just sitting there. The task is find Paul, find the assistant. Your time started when you walked in the room. Oh, my God, So no. the longer you wait and be polite, the worse you're doing. Oh, that's and they brutal. Open up and the leaves are your clue that he left. He, he left the room. Le leaves. Leaves. Oh, the leaves yeah. are the clue. And he's just waiting out there, and he just stops the clock as soon as they walk out. That's for, I would lose that instantly because I would have been way too, like, obedient. People are like, there was, like, one where, like, in that one, Angela immediately followed him because she was, quote, worried about him. Like, she was so empathetic. Like, why did he leave? She was him? worried about him. Or something, because he like, I lost my, I forgot my glasses. He says, I don't wear glasses. I don't know what he was thinking when I said that. <laughs> but she felt so bad. Oh, I'm, I want to see if Paul's okay. So she's like, two seconds, and she won. Aww. So I almost waited, like, 40 minutes. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> a community episode where they run that experiment yes. to see how long yep. people will sit yep. in a room. And yeah. Abed just sits there forever. Yeah, a lot of experimental ones. There's another okay. brilliant one. I think you did it too. Where's two microwaves in the lab, two ju gallon jugs of milk on top, and the task is there, and there's a bucket. And as you walk up to it, Paul goes, I wouldn't do that if I were you. I wouldn't open it. And, the, and you see the clock is running on the timer. The clock's counting up. I wouldn't do that. And every time... So like, what, what do I do? Do I open it or not open it? And he's like, I wouldn't, trust me, you don't want to do that. Trust me. It's like, and so people are like, oh, wait, like, fine, fine, open it. Uh, hold the gallon jugs over the microwaves. You cannot touch the microwaves with the milk. So you have to hold it. It's like a strength exercise, basically. Oh, my God. And your time started the second you walked in the room. Longest time before your milk touches a microwave wins. So the longer you waited to open the task, no. the better you did. So Paul was being truthful. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Oh, my god! People were in like two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes. David sat down with them, and they had a lunch break together. <laughs> he waited like over like 45 minutes. And then he went and that. opened it? And then opened it and did it. And he was like mad because he didn't get it at first. And he realized he just crushed it. It was That's, like over an hour or something oh like that. Oh, so did funny. It. But again, yeah, just a psychological game. They just I wouldn't do that. But a clock is running. Yeah. What like, Of course, the, the your pressure. brain is going to yeah. haywire. Like, yeah. I'm supposed to do something. Uh, ugh. 
So oh. yeah, you're panic. It's it's almost torture. That is artful. Oh Beautiful. Artful Beautiful. nightmares. Now I know Canadians historically have been on the UK mm-hmm. one and have done fairly Very well. well. What do you think makes the Canadians extra good at this show? I mean, we only have a sample size of, I believe, two. Okay, well, but I'm still saying. <laughs> but they, they of the out. Canadians who have participated, 100% of them have won the show. Wow, <laughs> compliments. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, I don't know because they're very different people in particular. Catherine Ryan and Mae Martin are very different comedians, yeah. personas. Um, they both are competitive. I think being competitive and wanting to it helps push you a little bit. Um, people who don't really care, and there's some very, and it's a fun dynamic when you see a little difference. It's not my favorite. I don't love when contestants don't really care one way or the other. I want people to care. Yeah. To ludicrous degrees, like Ed Gamble, <laughs> or to like just like in the moment, like Fern Brady is another great one who just really cares in the moment and just like almost panicky, and it's funny and it's sweet and charming. Uh, for Canadians, I don't know. I mean, for like May Martin is like a, um, an escape room person. Yeah. So that's going to be a big help. If you like escape rooms, you're probably going to do relatively well because there's often like little clues in around. Right. Or just puzzle clues. I think also just the deferential personality type helps to agree. But I know it's just competitiveness and a person willing to be silly and not worry about looking silly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like don't hold back and like I'm going to like smash an egg on my head. Uh, I'm going to eat this jello. Like oh my god, there's one where they had to like sort jello shapes blindfolded using only your mouth. And one it was like on the edge of the table and one guy was like slurping it with his mouth on the side of a table and trying to like move it with his mouth. And it was the most embarrassing thing, but so funny. And like, you can't worry about being embarrassed. Yeah, no, that's the good Throw part. it out, exactly. Yeah. Uh, if you could create a Dreamcast uh, for a season of Taskmaster. Oh, it's so hard because the British library's on there. You want people who really want to care. Off the top of my head, I don't know why Tom Holland just popped in my head. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he would be, be so, so earnest He would be so good. He'd he would, care. so physical. Do so many flips. He would be <laughs> so silly and just care about it instantly so hard. You also like, I love the idea of like a Helen Mirren or oh, a Dame yeah. Judi Dench. Yes. A Kate Blanchett, You perhaps. want that like sophisticated, older lady, very yep. classy. Because, yep. again, you're going to do very silly things. Catherine Parkinson had that kind of vibe where she's very classy. Like she had a fur coat and, and a part of her outside, a part of her outfit. Like, you like that very just, like, classy, older person. Yeah. So you want that next. You want older person, young idiot. Yeah. And just, like, <laughs> you want that weirdo who's just going to think outside the box and do something that no one else is going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. And I feel like this question is already answered. What's the nerdiest thing you've done in relation to this fandom? Well, other than produce a show that's very similar but legally <laughs> distinct. Legally distinct. Very different. That's the biggest one. I was, And it's the best thing I've ever done oh, comedically. So it's the most fun to do filming it. Like filming with the contestants is the best day. And then doing the live show is just some of the biggest laughs and the most fun I've ever had. And the contestants love doing it. They yeah. love filming it. They love doing the live show. Vite said that she wouldn't have come back. She had COVID before one of the shows was cleared to come back. She says, I wouldn't have done this for any other show. Oh, my gosh. That's like, amazing. Oh, that's the best compliment. What, what That's a, so cool. Yeah. But other than that, I've gotten, like, uh, stationery from the official Taskmaster store and made birthday tasks for friends. I bought the books. Uh, board game? I got game? the sweatshirt. I haven't got the board game yet. I hear it's good. I hear it's good. I would get it if I didn't live alone and had more opportunities <laughs> to play it with people. <laughs> and also, to be fair, you kind of make your own. And so I kind of make a live version yeah. of the board game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those are the big guns. All right, we're about to get into some hot takes, but before we do, this episode is brought to you by tpublic.com, where you're going to find your next favorite tea. Uh, they have unique and nerdy designs that you can get on t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, mugs, stickers, phone cases, and truly so much more. Like, if you go on there and you find a design you like, you can get it on pretty much anything you can think of. The best part about it is you can customize everything about these t-shirts. Would you, you like, like to be design, like those like baseball shirts that have a colored sleeve and like a that. plain center? You can do that. You want it to be on like some soft ass fabric? You can do you that. You can make a pillow for your house of anything. You sure can. If you're like, hey, I love this design, but I want it in red, guess what? You got it in red. It's red. It's red. Um, and that's the best thing about it is because you you get exactly the t-shirt you want, which means it's going to be your next favorite t-shirt. Speaking of those designs, they're all made by indie artists and they're all getting a fair commission for their work. So you are also supporting art while rocking a cool ass t-shirt. Look, I was looking at a shirt that Kaya got from Tee Public not that long ago. It's an Alex Trebek shirt, and I think about stealing it every single time I it's see awesome. it. It's awesome. It's 
the greatest shirt. Yeah. So please head on over to tpublic.thefandomshow.com. Check out all of our merch and favorite designs from TeePublic. And a reminder that we do post a design from each of the episodes that we do so you can get some fun extra fandom uh, with your T-shirt. So that's tpublic.thefandomshow.com. And thank you so much, TeePublic, for your support. Amazing. All right. Uh, so we're jumping into our hot takes. These we've collected from mm-hmm. right. uh, the various parts of the internet uh, for your reaction. So uh, first one, um, the problem with the best seasons of Taskmaster is that you have contestants who would win a weaker season. Mm-hmm. Aisling B would have curb stomped season six, but had the misfortune of being in season five. Mm-hmm. Agree or disagree? Uh, I disagree just because there's so many uh, – there's a thousand variables. If yeah. you were put on a different team, which is largely based on their schedules, that could factor in. Uh, a different task in a different season. Just the, your day. Like Rose Metafeo had rain on all her outdoor tasks basically. Oh. Uh, that can affect you. I mean, you that's just too. England though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what you get you for filming in the UK. It's fun seeing the weather. For rain. It's fun seeing the weather differences between the ones where they're doing the same one but they're outside and there's literally snow in one and not in the other. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Bizarre. Uh, I would disagree just because there are a thousand variables. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. How about this? Um, Taskmaster is almost a perfect show but I can never forgive the fact that they don't put the name of the contestants on screen <laughs> and say their names super fast. They they need to be credited better. I don't know who anyone this is. This is from our pod mom, Diane. <laughs> uh, love it. I can appreciate that. I mean, for me, they say their names a hundred times a show. Every time they queue up a clip, they'll say, okay, let's see what Kaya did. Let's see what Steph did. But I, there's no reason not to put a Chiron when they're introduced on top. There's nothing wrong with it. I would agree with that. Don't they make do it us on listen. Vanderpump, and I appreciate it every time. I'm on season seven, and every time they put the yep. name on, I'm like, thank you. There's no reason not There's to. no reason not no. to. All right. Anyone who doesn't obsessively check the envelope for additional instructions <laughs> deserves to be ridiculed at this point. Steph, is this you? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's there from Reddit. There are so many tasks, and so many contestants have done the thing where they're going to check under the table every time, but you're going to forget. There's the only one, one time, time you're going to forget. It's a long day. You film basically every episode's worth of tasks in a day, basically. Wow. So you're filming a lot of tasks. You're there all day, and there's going to be something where, like, it's not on the table. It's on the side of the room. Or it's in a corner, or it's like above uh, the door, and you didn't see it. Of course. You, and again, you're being your camera's on you. A timer is counting. You've had a long day. You searched twenty other times. <laughs> you're gonna miss it. <laughs> is for me is completely understandable when you do that many of them. Right. This isn't like a RuPaul's Drag Race. Dear God, learn to sew already kind of yeah, situation. No. This is like a. It's they they yeah. intentionally switch it because up because they're so you. different year to year. You can't really go by previous years other than look under the table occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So how about this? Uh, Series 6 is criminally underrated. Mm -hmm. Series 3, quite overrated. Ooh. I don't know if – I don't hear much about 3 as a a highly touted season. For me, it's very good. I like it. Um, It has Canada represented in the form of – they had to make a meal and look like a flag. So you basically just pick a country's flag and make an edible version of it. Uh, And Sarah Pascoe made Canada out of like red licorice – uh, whipped cream and like I want to say fondant or something like that and uh, Greg's like mm, that's really more of like a dessert she's like no no it's a meal um, it's starter and dessert so there's strawberries <laughs> on there you add that as your appetizer and then you finish with uh, the candy incredible and Greg Davis like that's what those guys eat pointing to the Canadian flag <laughs> that's why they're so cheerful yeah have you not been to Canada <laughs> we're all hopped up on shit three's good six is good I'm not crazy about Lisa as a winner just because she's one of the cadets who doesn't care sometimes and that just hurts my opinion of it. But everyone's good. I mean, every season's good. <laughs> Incredible. This one, uh, they're churning out this, each series too quickly. Not only does the quality of some of the tasks suffer as though they've rushed or not thought out properly, we get a new series every six months. But as soon as it's over, we get teasers and announcements for the next one. Like the one we watched is already obsolete now. I mean, I get that where, like, as soon as it's over, here's the next cast, and you've kind of forgotten. But at the same time, I mean... Feels like Drag Race a lot. Yeah. Like, drag Race is like, here's a, a Drag Race comparison. I mean, it, it makes sense. No, it's a no, bunch it's of people totally. who are competing uh, in Doing various a bunch of tasks. tasks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I get to degree. You're not really... You don't have that moment of celebration as much. But, I mean, again, it's not really about the winning. It's not a really... I mean, the tasks are there for you to watch. You can watch the episodes again anytime. I've watched them many, many, many times. <laughs> and it doesn't lose its charm. It doesn't, you, it doesn't matter if you know who wins. It's still just is fun to yeah. watch, especially if it's been a while since you've watched it. Go, oh, I forget how this one goes. Or someone is really bad here. You don't forget. Right. I, I don't mind the faster run time, especially because they're, like New Zealand season four starts literally this week. <laughs> so oh. I've already got other ones to watch. Right. <laughs> so for me, like I can always, it can always be on and I'll be happy. I don't need a big turnaround time. I don't need to wait. There's no need to wait. 
there's other versions you can watch right. too if you really want to take some time off from the UK one if you want. But I just, I appreciate though that here's the next season already kind of takes away from the celebration of that cast. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I get why they do it too. Yeah, I feel like it's just sort of a normal thing now to have this glut of content, like not yeah. to not to bring RuPaul's Drag Race back <laughs> into the mix. But yeah, that like there's uh, I think Survivor just keeps churning them out. Yep. Like basically Jersey anything season. that's reality TV in any way is just like constantly producing. I think it's the contracts too. Like they're renewed to do like six more seasons, and that means like to do two. Like they're told by their network, we need two seasons of the yeah. show this year. Yeah. We need and two seasons next year. Here's the thing: at this point, if they could make fiction that fast, yeah. they would. That they just 100%. can't. Yeah. yeah, that's the only reason you don't get a new season yeah. of you know I mean that's essentially what every the MCU shows are it's just with different casts yeah. it, but it's always a Marvel show it's constantly same as Star Wars there's always a Star Wars show on yeah now just different at this cast. point yeah. Yeah. you have no no time to wait yeah, between them exactly that's so overwhelming. I think yeah. they, personally, like, I think a lot of people don't, in making those decisions, don't understand the value of waiting, waiting. for something. Yeah. Because then you get excited. It builds the anticipation. So yeah. when it comes out, like, you make a bigger deal out of it because it's special. It's unique. You don't get it so often. And drop the weekly show versus they drop them all at once. Yeah. Well, and really they've started doing that yeah. now. They've started going back to the weekly drops because it's like, it is funny how close TV is getting to old TV again. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed that? <laughs> These commercials are popping up huh, here. This is weird. Oy. It's almost like we're getting the same thing we had before but now we pay for it instead of ads for cigarettes it's ads for vaping oh but wow it's essentially the same thing we really have enjoyed progress haven't we <laughs> <laughs> Brian what is your hottest taskmaster take oh I mean I'm famously non-critical <laughs> like that's <laughs> true you are one of the nicest people I like, it's hard for me to like say oh that wasn't good and bless your heart <laughs> it uh, the world I'm, needs more Bryant's I okay, agree I don't know if it's a hot take but it made me legit angry and I even post about it online about how mad it made me in the most recent one they had a team task where it was like all or nothing. Either you get all the points or you get zero points. And that was immediately followed up by a live task where the team got the winning, they did it again teams, where the winning team either got 10 points or you got zero points. Ugh. So back to back, you could theoretically get 15 points and their people will get zero points. That Guess seems, what happened? That's what yeah, happened. Yeah, that, exactly that. that. Three people won 15 points and two people got zero points in the span oh, of like seven minutes. That doesn't feel nice. It, I don't know what they were thinking. A, putting those back to back. It's so And B, weighted. making it like a double or nothing. Like, yeah. what was, why? Yeah. Uh, that just, yeah, it just made me like, it just threw off the fun of it. Like, well, now the, the scores are like... <laughs> Yeah, and it's competitions aren't fun if someone's crushing no, everyone exactly. else. Like yeah. there's no there's no tension. Yeah. There's no as much attention. as we it doesn't really matter when it's like clearly, oh, this person's going to win an episode three. It takes the tension a out. A little of it. less fun. It's we, fun yeah. with a little bit closer. Yeah, we all love a close race. Exactly. It's it doesn't so, have to be so a good. slam dunk, but a little closer. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the only time I was actually upset with the show. <laughs> like what were you thinking? <laughs> oh. Well, that's like pretty minimal for a show yeah. you've watched that much. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's yeah. pretty great. Yeah. Oh. Well, at the end of every episode, we like to share our micro fandoms mm -hmm. of the week, which we will do in just a moment. But before we do, we have a couple of ways that you can connect with us. Uh, you can find us on social media at Fandom Show Pod or at our website at thefandomshow.com. Also, this show will always be free, but we also have a Patreon where you, where you can choose uh, to get even more fandom. Uh, visit patreon.com forward slash thefandomshow, where for a couple bucks a month, you can listen to our episodes early. You can get random fandom mail from us. We have a nerds letter, or you can listen to our patron exclusive of the fan club where we watch movies one of us loves and the other has never seen. This month, we watched the movie that I'd never seen, mm -hmm. which uh, is unbelievable now <laughs> thinking about it, uh, Speed. Ooh. Yeah, uh, we got a little Keanu Reeves oh, in there. Uh, so once more, that's patreon.com forward slash the fandom show. But you're already doing the most supportive thing you could possibly do, which is just listening. So thank you. Uh, please tell all of your nerdiest friends about us. If, and if you can, get on your podcast provider of choice, principally Apple Podcasts. Um, but we do love them all. Do a little rate, review, maybe subscribe. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. You can put anything you want in that review. You can be super honest uh, if you really like the show. And if you uh, don't like the show, you can also um, say things. <laughs> uh, um, um, but truly, truly, anything you want to put up helps us uh, get eyes on us, which means that we get to cover more subcultures. And we're on... On a mission to cover all of them. So every single one. Every single <laughs> one. So help us out. Um, help us move up those charts, get more fan fans, and we can talk about the thing you love and the thing that everyone loves. We also have merch. Uh, you can head on over to fandom thefandomshow.tpublic.com. I can read. And snag <laughs> our faces on your favorite things like shirts, mugs, more. 
et cetera. Uh, and we also do, um, for each episode we record, we add a t-shirt to the store uh, based on that specific fandom. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to see if we can get this shirt that Brian has into our store somehow. Hell I don't yeah. Know um, you can also find us on the From Superheroes Discord where you can meet other fans or you can hit us up directly. And our theme song is by Yusu Kim and our logo is by the wonderful John Blair. And now for our micro fandoms of the week. Steph. Barbie, 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 Yes. Not Barbenheimer. Not Barbenheimer. I didn't. We did not do Barbenheimer. We did not. I did. You did? I did. I'm proud of you. Was it great? Was it weird? It was fine. I had almost like an hour break in between the two. Okay. So it was just two movies. Basically. Yeah, great. Very different tonally. Of course, of course. But I'm living my summer fantasy in my hot pink uh, I'm the one thing specifically about the Barbie movie. It's not even about the movie. It's about the culture around the movie, which is people yeah. seeing each other dressed all in yep. pink and just saying hi Barbie to everyone makes me so happy in a way that I can't express. Uh, first of all, I love that these people are basically cosplaying. They don't know they're cosplaying. Mm-hmm. They probably think that's like, look at me in my cute outfit. You're cosplaying and I love it. Nerds. Nerds, you're nerds. Um, but just the way that it's bringing total strangers together um, over a shared love of something and that just warms my little heart, yeah. my little pink heart. One hundred percent. I yeah. love seeing the people in pink and the groups of friends going to see it together. It's, it's lovely. So sweet. It's yeah. so nice. Kaya, what are you fanning out about? So, um, friend of the podcast, Shannon LaHaye, introduced us to a game called Dutch Blitz. <gasps> oh no! Yes, um, <laughs> we're which <in> deep. <laughs> is a uh, like fast-paced game um, where you try and like order your cards in a certain way. Don't need to go more into it, but it like really triggers this part of my brain that thoroughly enjoys organizing. Uh, quickly and is just such a fun game like I don't know if you ever played uh, not snap spit Spit, spit, or speed, um, or speed. Uh, games a like variant that. of the same game. Um, but it's a it's a super fun card game. You play it with four people, but you can play it with less. And we've been playing it so much lately, and I'm just absolutely so addicted nice. to it. Oh. And now I want everyone to play it. People learn how to play it. Learn how to play it. Come play it with us. Somewhere. That's right. At some point. Exactly. Brian, what are you fanning out about this? I'm week? just finishing a book called Slash of the Titans, Ooh. which is about the development hell and eventual production of the movie uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Oh. My God. Which took about like 10 years <gasps> to make and went through, I think, about a dozen plus script uh, iterations, different writers, different directors attached. And it's just basically going through each one one by one, like what the premise of it was. Oh, my God. Who was attached to it, all the every changes and how that basic idea was carried over to a different version. They kept this element. Like for a while there, there was a cult of Freddy worshippers called Fredheads. Oh, And sure. multiple <laughs> versions in it that eventually got cut and of put course. away. And there was, like, t- attempts to tie in their backstory of Freddy versus Jason's backstories, like, where Freddy was one of the counselors who was supposed to be watching Jason uh, when he drowned. Oh, my God. That's There's also some very, like, ooh, problematic stuff <laughs> we're dying <laughs> in the backgrounds together, too, which wasn't good. But, uh, yeah, just I love, like, especially, like, writing behind-the-scenes stuff, like how scripts change, original yeah. ideas. So that's right up my alley. And I love slashers. Oh. Uh, Friday 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, love them, love, love them. Perfect. So uh, the history of the, how that uh, that one movie took 10 years to make and almost didn't happen so many times was uh, a great read. Highly recommend. A plus oh, on that, that title. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a right. great <laughs> title. Man, it, it, uh, you just, I know you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but sometimes. <laughs> but that would get me. That would get me. That would I'm get not me. a slasher <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. So you heard it here first. Do sometimes judge a book. Brian, thank you so much for being thank you. here. Where can people find you? Is there anything you want sure. to plug? Uh, on uh, Instagram, you can follow me at Coconut Phone. Uh, it's a lot of pictures of Toronto shows, comedy <laughs> shows. You are the unofficial photographer of the Toronto comedy. I uh, can also follow Chorler.Toronto. That's where we're posting uh, information about the show. Uh, Rob has been working on editing uh, previous chores into little mini snippets and posting those in the lead up to our big show coming up. Uh, we have the tiebreaker video from the season two group, which we didn't have to use because it didn't tie, but uh, they had to calculate a 17% tip on a receipt. Oh, that's cruel. Um, without using any devices. Uh, two people crushed it. Uh, two people were utter disasters at it. I highly <laughs> no. recommend watching it. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. Uh, one of the contestants accused us of being uh, biased against pretty girls. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Finally, someone's speaking out. So funny to watch. We're about to load up another one. Uh, it was the first one we ever showed in the show. Um, they had to flip a water bottle so it lands upright on its own yep. and say a catchphrase. And whenever it lands upright, that's their catchphrase. And they had to say a new catchphrase for every attempt. Um, uh, 
one person was particularly terrified because they remembered they said something bad, they didn't remember what, and then it, the room audience exploded when he said it. It was one of the funniest moments in the show. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so that's going to come up very soon, probably tomorrow. Um, and what is the details for the show for those in sure. Toronto or area that are listening to this sure. when it first if drops? If you near in Toronto, we're doing uh, Chore Lord at Hot Docs. Yes, Hot Docs, a giant theater. Incredible. <laughs> uh, it's wild that we're at this venue. I love it. And we're going to pit season one cast versus season two. So it's eight comedians in two groups of four, plus Brandon Hackett or Chore Lord. Uh, who's phenomenal, and I'm the assistant, and we've pre-recorded all their tasks already over a couple weekends. Uh, they were all incredible in very different ways. <laughs> the team dynamics are very different. So basically, we're just going to show all team tasks. The four of them all competed together uh, against each other. They're going to show the clips. Uh, it's at August 26th. It's a Saturday. It's 8 o'clock at Hot Docs. Tickets are on sale now. Uh, you can go to Chorlord Toronto, or you just go to Hot Docs website. Uh, they're free tickets if you're a member of Hot Docs, cool. which is free to do if you're 20, under 25. So if you're under 25, you like Taskmaster, you get free tickets. Hell Sick. yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Until next time, love the things you love and tell everyone about them. Bye. Bye. The Phantom Show. The Fandom Show is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as web comics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.